Hi everyone, welcome back to Psych Mike. Today we're joined with Bianca Hawkins. And can you share a little bit about yourself? Yes, so um, I completed my studies in a double degree of psych and criminology at Deakin. Um, I'm currently working as a PBS practitioner, which is a positive behaviour support practitioner. Um, it's kind of a new industry, I want to say. Um, there's been a bit of a demand for them lately. So I'm working in the NDIS space, which is the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Um, and basically the participants get funding called improved relationships. They have complex behaviours, so that could be behaviours of concern that are like verbal aggression, physical aggression, property damage, um, self-interest behaviour, self-harm. And basically what I try to do is identify those behaviours, the triggers, the setting events, and I put together some strategies to reduce the behaviours. Um, and I also identify restrictive practices. So there's a few restrictive practices, chemical mechanical, physical, um, and in my planning I try to reduce those restrictive practices um, just because they're, they're not ideal. Um, yeah. Slay. <laughs> Did you always know that this was what you wanted to do? As in like PBS practitioner? Yeah, or like... Or even psychology. As like yeah, I think I was always interested in people, like behaviors I was always like analyzing why I thought that people were doing certain things um so that was that always interested me I had no idea about NDIS about PBS about ABA I was just like oh I like studying behavior so I'm going to study psychology mm. and I kind of jumped into psychology not really understanding the pathways to become a psychologist I just thought oh this will be interesting did you do any postgrad study at all or was it just like the bachelor? Yeah, so I did a double degree, so it was four years mm-hmm. of psych and criminology. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um yes, I did that for four years, that's so a double bachelor. Um I didn't do any postgrad or honours. I know there's I'm not sure what it's like at Melbourne but I went to Deakin and Deakin had an option of you can apply for the bachelor plus honours which is four years and the ATAR was a bit higher to get into that um, or you could just apply for the bachelor for three years and then they had the doubles. Um, I did a, I actually did a bit of research on Melbourne and oh, really? they do yeah <laughs> I was just like oh, I want to see if they're like their bachelors are the same um, and it seems like you guys do majors. Yeah. You do it's like Bachelor of Arts slash Science with a major in psychology. Yeah. And then do you apply for postgrad, like honours after? Yeah. You have to like, if you get a certain like WAM score. Yeah. It's like 85, I think. Yeah. Something which ridiculous. is insane. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I probably won't be doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really hard to, they have a limited amount of spots for, for postgrad. And I think that's something I struggled with. Like I did not really take uni that seriously so I was kind of like peas get degrees yeah um <laughs> mantra right now yeah um so I do wish That's I did like take it a bit more seriously and kind of understood the pathways and what I needed to get into honors um but I've only just completed my bachelor's so I completed that October last year oh, so wow. a, yeah a four-year degree turned into a six-year degree for me but um I think just 
happens in life. Like you drop down some units, yeah. you do part-time study, you do full-time, sometimes a bit too much. Sometimes you work and like you prioritise work. You said that actually because yesterday I was contemplating dropping one of my subjects. I was like, I'm going to withdraw. Yeah, I did that. This <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I did that this semester. <laughs> Tomorrow's the census. Oh, today's the census date. So I was like, do I withdraw? Withdraw, yeah. withdraw. Are you doing four units right now? Yeah. Yeah. Not withdraw. fun. Three yeah. units is I fun. almost withdrew, but then I pulled through. What subject? Like the stupid subject, it's like twenty. The world and twenty artworks elective uh, or something. I yeah. just don't want to do it. The Brett's are like that. Yeah. Did you guys have Brett's at Deakin? No. Nah. No. What What is that? Brett's subjects are like subjects that you have to take outside of your like out- electives. Yeah, but like, but like not elective. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we had like so for my degree, I needed to do certain arts electives, and there was different levels, so you had to do like. A level one would be like your first year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Level two, I think I had to do like three level threes, mm-hmm. and that's what I kept withdrawing because I'm like, yeah. th- this th- has nothing towards my degree. Like, I'm not yeah. actually learning anything. Yeah, that's why that everyone takes use. like the piss take subjects. Yeah, like right making now. movies. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I did that <laughs> yeah. subject. I did making movies, and then this semester I'm doing like the inside look at Melbourne Theatre Company. <gasps> my roommates did that. Yeah. It's amazing, apparently, because it's just such a, like, so easy. Yeah, there's no attendance requirement. Like, it's all online modules. There's only, like, one assessment. It's insane. And still, yeah. somehow, I'm behind. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I withdrew late from a lot of those units, um, which has pushed my study out a lot longer. But I guess I also started... It's such a big jump once you finish high school. Then all of a sudden you just have to be like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Yeah. So I jumped into a double degree at Vic Uni. So I did sports science and psych um, because at that time I wanted to become a sports psychologist. Mm. (laughs) I just like sport. I like psychology. So, Um, And it was, I think it was one of the only unis that offered that double. Mm. Um, So I went there, absolutely did not like it. I don't know if whether that was the, the travel all the way to Footscray or a lot of my friends went at uni. So I was, you know, and I'm very introverted and I don't make friends very easily and yeah. I don't like just Real. speaking in classes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so like I'd go to uni, I'd have like no friends. I'm like, oh, I hate this. Like, um, So then I got a full-time job, dropped out. And then I didn't start my deacon degree until 2017. So I graduated 2014 started uni 2015 dropped out to 2017 so that was another two years of just nothing and then I would look around and see that some of and then I made like a new friendship group and they were all studying at uni and they were just about to finish and I'm like crap like I I haven't studied they're about to finish um so then I threw myself back into study um I really enjoy crime true crime podcast series Absolutely love it. So Criminal like, Minds? Yeah. 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 Criminal Minds is amazing. Um, so, yeah, I was like, oh, let me do criminology and psych because I like those two. And I feel like they do go hand in hand. Mm. Like when I was doing sports science and psychology, like, yeah, it does go hand in hand. But I was studying, like, kinesiology. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> it was, it's like <laughs> movement, yeah. Oh, like muscles. Right, right. You had to learn, like, every tendon, every muscle. How they were connected. It's like biology then. Yeah, and I was just, there was a tutorial that I had to do and I kept failing it. And I'm like, no, 
was, this isn't for me. Like, I just want to do sports psychology. Um, so, yeah, when I went to Deakin, the criminology and the psychology side matched up a bit more. So it was more enjoyable. Mm. Nice. And you said you're in, like, ABA therapy now. Are you enjoying yeah. that? So I did. I was in ABA therapy. PBS kind of takes some ABA therapy. You use some of that. Um but uh, when I first was introduced to ABA therapy, I had no idea what it was. I applied on Seek for this role and it was with this company in Bayswater. And in the interview, interview process, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to do – you're actually a behaviour data analysis. I'm like, that sounds so sick. Like, I'll probably just be, like, observing people, writing down, like, what they're doing and, like, tracking their behaviour. I'm like, that's so dope. Um, and then I get to the job. They train us up and they're like, okay, you're going to have to learn self-defence. And I'm like <laughs> – I was like, what? They're like, um, this is a clinic where there's kids under 18, usually diagnosed with ASD, autism mm -hmm. spectrum disorder, um, and they have severe behaviours of concern and they actually, they can't go back to school or, or they can't be in their home life because their behaviours are so severe. So they come into the clinic and we did ABA therapy under a BCBA, which is a behavior certifi certified behavior analysis no board certified behavior analysis um so they would give us the therapy programs and we would run it day to day nine to five they were in the clinic um and <laughs> i saw a lot of different things there there was a lot of um physical aggression a lot of i had one participant that used to like spit at me all the time oh, yeah. so i had to wear like this face like shield you know when covid came and everyone was wearing the face yeah. shield i was wearing that every day before that so um, yeah there's a lot of like physical aggression there was a lot of um there was a lot of physical restraints as well so we used to work with the clients on a two-to-one basis so two therapists to one participant um and we'd have walkie-talkies and you had to like tell on like you had to use a walkie-talkie and just be like team whatever is heading to the gym so everyone would know where you are and then there was times on the walkie where they'd say there's a burst in room whatever so then you'd had to drop down one-to-one -one and go manage behavior and there's like this long hallway with all this protective gear yeah so we'd, we'd put on helmets we'd put on like these arm guards boys would put on like boxes like we just have all this protective wear and everyone would like line up like we're going to war <laughs> and we'd line up um next to the room and we'd go in and like manage the behavior so that's why they taught us self-defense so it was something called like saber where, like you'd put like your hands up and wow. defend yourself that basically. Intense. Yeah, it was so intense. It was like the most stressful six months of my life. Um, I ended up quitting, but it it did expose me to really good um, ABA therapy practices. I didn't agree with the restrictive practices they had in place, um, and now that clinic's ha actually shut down. Um, yeah, there was a lot of seclusions. There was a lot of times where we had to, like, guide a participant down to the floor and, like, hold them there because they were – yeah, it was – It's kind of scary, actually, to, like, hear about, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but then that, like, opened the pathway for me. So then I started I, – I quit that job. And then I went into ABA with um, early intervention ABA. So I worked with kids under five, usually had ASD. Um and I would use some of those techniques that we learnt 
at my previous job and implemented it there. Obviously, without the restrictive practices and without like the extreme behaviors. Um, but it really taught me how to manage behaviors like that. Like when a kid is, when like a five year old kid is just like kicking you, it's like well, I've dealt with like yeah. an eighteen year old kid trying to like scratch and choke me. Like yeah, you got that self defense and like can chuck that kid down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seclusion. <laughs> Probably not the best way to put it, but. <laughs> but yeah, like that. drop kick a child, <laughs> <laughs> just punted across the room. <laughs> no, you you have the more professional part yeah. of the jokes. <laughs> I would never do that. Never. It's not like I work at a pool either with kids. Anyway, go on. <laughs> what what were you what was saying about like? What would you say the differences between your job now and the job before are? Like the main differences. So the, the main differences. The main differences is that I'm now creating the strategies instead of implementing them. So um, in my previous jobs, I'd be the one that read the strategies and be like, okay, I need to do this and this every day or I need to run this trial today or I need to track this behaviour. Whereas now I'm the one writing those plans and those strategies and training up the staff to implement that. And kind of doing a bit more analysis as to, you know, why is this behavior happening? What can we do? What strategies can we put in place? Is it environmental? What's the function behind the behavior? So you're moving up in the world, basically. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Moving up the corporate ladder. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool that your journey wasn't like linear because everyone, I feel like, especially in psychology and that those kind of fields, everyone's like, you have to do your three year thing. And then <laughs> you have to do your three-year undergrad and then you have to do a postgrad and then you have to do training and then it's like a linear thing. But then obviously your journey wasn't linear. So I think it's really encouraging to hear a real person's story. Be yeah. like, oh, I don't have to kill myself over this uni degree. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes. Yeah. And it, I, I think the massive takeaway for me was to not compare myself to like yeah. others, especially like LinkedIn's great, but it's also a platform where you do compare yourself to others like oh yeah. they got a registered psych degree uh they're a registered psych now or they're provisional psych or they got this job it's like oh what am I doing with my life but yeah I just don't think we should be comparing ourselves to, to everyone like my journey definitely had bumps in the road and ups and downs um but yeah it just goes to show that if you really enjoy something there's a pathway for you yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because, like, I look on the uni w website and people studying psychology, they're, like, oh, applying for honours and, like, applying for clinical psych masters and everything. And, like, I – first of all, I don't think I'm going to get into honours just with the grades I have now. And then I don't know if I want to do clinical psych. But then that's, like, the main thing that's pushed in the psych industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all anyone ever talks about is clinical psychology. It's mm -hmm. like, that's not what I'm interested in. Yeah, there's, like, so many different pathways you can go down. You can even go, like, marketing or, like, consulting, but those are never talked about. So, like, if you had to, like, sum up your job or, like, promote it to people, what would you say And like... Oh, God, you put me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> I think if you want to help improve the quality of participants' lives, um, especially in the disability area where obviously there's a lot of vulnerable participants 
Um, I find it really rewarding coming into an environment and saying, hey, look, we don't need to do these big changes. Why don't we just make these small environmental changes? And you can just see such a difference in the participant's life. And, like, you can see how, like, they, they just get excited to see you, which is my favourite part of the job. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a hard field to be in NDIS, uh, but it's definitely rewarding. I was just about to ask, like, what's your favourite part of the job? I think you kind of answered that. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely love working. This is going to sound a bit weird, but I love working with kids. Like, it's my favourite demographic. So don't, don't put me on the register. <laughs> you're not going to catch a case tomorrow. <laughs> but, yeah, I love working with kids. Like, I find them, especially kids with psychosocial disabilities, they're so honest. Like mm. kids in general are honest, yeah. but kids with psychosocial disabilities are just like, I don't like you. Like, yeah. like why are you still here? Like, I want to go do this. It's like, cool. Like, I like when they're just straight up with you. Yeah. Well, at my job, I work with kids at a pool. I've been asked, like, why do you look like that? Like, <laughs> are you being racist? Are you saying I'm ugly? <laughs> like, what's going on? How should I be offended by this? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, what can I do? It's a little kid yeah. that I'm teaching. And, like, I would say they don't know what they're saying, but they do. They really do. They always do. And they, they always really mean so it. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's never fake. Like, they always mean it. Um, I was going to ask before was, like, you're kind of set with your job now. Do you think you'd ever go back for post-grad study? Well... Have you heard how they've changed the pathway now for, to become a registered psych? No. So they had an option. So you obviously do like your three years bachelor's and then you do your honours. And the pathway was called four and two. So you did four years of study and two years of supervised psych work. So you're, you're a provisional psych. You have the two years supervised and then you sit an exam. Don't quote me on this, but this is <laughs> my understanding. You sit some sort of psych exam and then you're a general you're a registered general psych um they've cut that out so now you have to study so you have to do your masters so even if you do an honors you have to do a masters yeah to become a oh. registered psych oh is that just like for clinical psych or is that L just let me i actually saved a little flow chart Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't want to do my honours. <laughs> I don't want to do honours. In case I get fact-checked. Okay. So there's, um, yeah, so you do your three years and then your honours, which is your fourth year, or you get into a course that has the honours in it. And then to become a general registration, a general psych, yeah. um, a fifth-year degree and one-year supervised, so that would be an accredited level three. I think that's a master's. Jeez, we just looked at each other <laughs> with horrified faces. Yeah, and then there's a two-year master's degree or there's a combined master's and PhD. Jesus. There's a uh, – or you could do a doctor of psychology, a doctorate, or there was this four and two pathway, which was – All after the honours. Yeah. So if I want to go into applied psychology, then I have to do an honours year. I, I assume so, yes. Don't quote me on this, but – Yay! <laughs> from this – from this, um, I would, like go into the Unimob handbook. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, so this is the so. this is the pathway. If I were to do honors, I would like to do this pathway and not do any masters because I just 
cannot be bothered. That's the um, two years of supervised practice? Yeah, two years of supervised practice and then you sit the national psychology exam and then you get your general registration. So there's no, like, you just see your four years and then... Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, and they retired that in June 2022. That sucks. Yeah. I don't know why. At the start of my degree, I was, like, so confident. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do my undergrad. I'm going to get into honours. I'll do my master's if I want to. I'll do a PhD and become mm-hmm. a doctor in a psychology. PhD. That was my That was my thought process. But then now, I'm just like... You know, passing would be really fun. Yeah, please get degrees. Please get degrees. 100%. I, like, I didn't even decide that I was doing psychology until like two semesters ago. So the whole honor situation was, is very intimidating right now. Yeah, I feel like they don't talk about it enough in yeah. early years, especially because mm-hmm. I could have done my like subject so different and yeah. it would have been so much better. Like, I didn't know about Wham Boosters. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. Making and movies, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I only did that last semester. And, like, it would have been nice to know so I could get my Wham Boosters out of the way and actually, like, try harder in my yeah. third-year subjects, second-year subjects. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I think there should be more advice and no- more knowledge about the psych pathways and actually how hard it is, not just, oh, you can do this and then this and then this. It's like... No, well, you need to get this score and then you need to apply it. Like, you don't just get straight into honours. You have to apply for it. There's only yeah. X amount of spaces Yeah, that uni. was like That was the big thing that shocked me was that there's, like, a limited amount of spaces for honours and masters. Yeah. I thought it was, like, if you get, like, the grade, yeah. you get in. Yeah. But no, it's, no, like... it's so competitive. Yeah. yeah, especially here, it's, like, what, 45 or 75 people or something like that? Something yeah. insane. Yeah. And then it just gets harder and harder. So, like, the more you progress, the less spots are available. Yeah. And then you need to get, like, I think you need to get, like, a reference or, like, an actual supervisor for your next steps, like your master's and your doctorate. Yeah. Like you can't just go into... So why do they not advertise psychology like this? They just advertise it as, like, a fun, interesting major with, like... Learn about behaviour. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's just really hard. Yeah. <laughs> hard and I guess like I always envied my friends who were studying like nursing or like mm. an OT like you know exactly what you're gonna do with that yeah. and you just get I they do have like further study that you can do but you become a registered nurse after your your bachelor's and then you know exactly what you're gonna do whereas like psych I feel like it's good that it's broad but then it's also bad that it's broad because like there's only certain amount of things you can do with the bachelor, yeah. but you can't be like a registered psych straight away. You have to do further study. Um, yeah. If you want to do <laughs> applied psychology, as in like not become a registered psychologist, I don't don't quote me on this. I might be wrong. I don't think you need to do honors to do a master of applied psychology, like consulting. Yeah. But anything else, you need honors. Yeah, that's so fun. Yeah. That's so like really everything fun. else needs a postgrad. Yeah, like regardless lovely to know um would you have any advice for like undergraduate psychology students who might be worrying about this and like might be worrying about getting into postgrad or not doing a postgrad yeah I think just researching what your bachelor's in psych can get you because it can actually get you a lot more than people know um I think I face a lot of anxiety with that I'm like I'm nearly done with my psych degree but I know I'm not going to do postgrad, so what What? What have I done? Like, have I wasted six years of my life? Well, actually, eight years of my life. Yeah. Or 
So I, when I started researching a bit more, like like you said before, Emily, like you can use that in marketing. Like marketing's literally about behaviors of of your customers. Like um, you can, I think you can go into HR. Like human resources has a bit of psychology to it. Um, there's definitely different pathways. Just do the research. Didn't you say you wanted to go into like the people's side of like consulting and stuff? Yeah, interestingly enough, um, not to like put myself on a pedestal, but I got like <laughs> this job that's actually from the psychology networking night. Oh, nice. From Lufa, um, at this consulting firm, and I'm bottom of the barrel basically. But because I do psychology, they were interested in what knowledge I have about like mm-hmm. people and how they think and how um, daughter relates to just like business concepts or whatever so I actually scored that nice. which is Rupa exciting yeah for real so um yeah I hope that psychology does more than just clinical like preparation but you know it's still scary to think about because you actually have no idea yeah but, well, you gotta start somewhere yeah yeah and I guess like bachelor's and psych you can also transition to a different industry like if mm-hmm. you want to do a postgrad mm-hmm. like yeah. even if I, I struggled a lot with, oh, my God, I just have a bachelor's. But at the end of the day, I have a bachelor's. Like, yeah. that's so good to have under your belt. Like It's more than, like, a lot of people can say as well. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to change industries, like, you can just – so I was thinking about becoming an occupational therapist. And I wish if I knew what OT was when I graduated high school, I would have gone straight into OT because it's it, – it's kind of like psychology. You're, it's kind of shares a lot with what I do in PBS. So I work with a lot of OTs. Um, that Sorry, way. what is occupational therapy? Just because I'm not sure. I don't know what the actual, like I know what they do. So they Pull up my Google again. Yeah, so they do, they're very broad. So like they'll work on, um, they'll do like a functional capacity assessment. So like they look at all things in your life and... They'll do um, like sensory assessments as well. Um, they'll put together routines and hygiene routines and just different ways and people can use strategies to better the quality of their life. So it's like, it's kind of like PBS, but PBS is more like around complex behaviours and challenging behaviours, whereas OT is just daily living activities. So they have like overlap, but yeah. different still. Yeah, yeah. So if I knew that, when I was in high school, I would have been like, yeah, I want to be an OT. Do you but still feel like that? Um, I think because I'm doing something that's kind of similar in the NDIS space, I feel like I'd be, I don't want to say going backwards, but I, be, because I'm at a certain point in my career in PBS, if I were to start again in OT, I'd be like one OT. Mm-hmm. So like I w- bottom of the barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would be going... <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would... I'm not saying that OT is backwards to PBS, but I would my like individually be going as yeah, like yeah, backwards. Yeah. That's very understandable. Yeah. So in your career progression or whatever, I assume like you've met with a bunch of different people, right? And then like seen how their paths kind of differed from yours. Mm-hmm. What's like one last recommendation that you'd give undergraduate psychology students in when they're deciding their path? Yeah. Um I guess just try like I said research into the different pathways that you can the one thing I don't like about okay I've I've gone off topic but like no, it's fine. the one thing it happens a lot <laughs> the one thing I didn't like about the pathway that I took or like the bachelors that are offered 
is that there's no mandatory placement. Whereas like other bachelors, like if you do nursing or OT, you have to do placement and you get a feel of like what it's like. And then that's when you can kind of be like, oh, maybe I, this isn't for me. Yeah. Whereas like in psychology, there's no placements. Yeah, I've actually noticed that because they consider in Melbourne, at Uni Melbourne at least, they consider psychology to be a part of the health sciences, but then mm. the it just differs like it's like a complete 180 shift from that yeah. to psychology. And I don't know why they do it yeah. like that. Really weird. Yeah, because I feel like if a lot of people, well, if students were given the chance to do placement and see like maybe three or four different like ways they can use their psych degree instead of just a registered psych, that would really help with yeah them completing their bachelor. Like it might give them a push to complete it. Like yeah, I really enjoy this. Or it'll get, be like okay, I've I don't want to do this anymore, and they don't waste that extra two years yeah. of studying, and they can apply for a different course um so yeah I I my suggestion would be if you can is to try reach out to other places try do some not even placement just gain like a social network or do some networking around like come to Mupan networking <laughs> nights and industry expos yeah. it actually works um <laughs> yeah Frankie um another Mupa member actually got a job through the networking night as well. Yeah. See, so many cases of <laughs> networking yeah. happening. Yeah. Guys, yeah, join Rupa. <laughs> yeah, a Deacon never had, oh, maybe Deacon did have it, but I was just never the one to like put myself in groups like that. Mm-hmm. So my advice would be like, do that, like network take, as much as you can. Take his advice now. Take Bianca's <laughs> advice. <laughs> network as much as you can, especially in psychology. Like you, yeah, networking is, is gold. Mm, I feel like there's a lot of like, it's like nepotism as well, not in the sense of like parents, but like your network and like yep. tutors or researchers or like people, academics that you've worked with in the past can give you that in into like the field. Yeah. And my, my uncle gave me some really great advice. So he works in like the um, sporting industry. Um, but what he does is he adds people on LinkedIn that he's like, if he's interested in their job title or what they do, He'll add them on LinkedIn and just be like, hey, my name's blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm studying. Like, can we go for a coffee so I can talk more about your role? That's terrifying. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. so scary to me. Have you ever done that? No, no absolutely not. <laughs> can't um, even imagine. <laughs> I have trouble, like, going to my friends and being like, hey, do you want to grab lunch? I'll learn a strange job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be like, hey. On LinkedIn, too. Yeah. This adult that wants nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story, do it. Just do no, it. No, but like different ways like that. Like just putting yourself out there a bit more. Yeah. I know it's so hard. Like I I say this as advice and I definitely wouldn't have taken it if I was in your shoes. But it it does help. Like networking is the best way to learn about the different avenues in psychology. And then you can really speak to them about like, how did you get here? Like, tell me how to do this. <laughs> Because I don't understand it. Well, now we've got you in our network. Mm. Can I add you on LinkedIn? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you get take me for a coffee. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> you added me. Oh, wait. I mean, like. <laughs> you added me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like, you accepted and that's what matters. It's embarrassing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the clap? <laughs> Wow. Um, 
Thanks, B, for joining us. We actually have two Bs on yeah. today. <laughs> so this is really confusing. But thank you, B Yanka, for I, joining I don't us like today. The way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Bianca Hawkins, for joining us today and telling us a little bit about your career and how you got into it. Um, yeah. Big claps for you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, tune in next week for Psych Mike. <laughs>